Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Awesome Awful. I'm Mike. I'm Dan. This is our second episode. I guess, technically, it's our second topic. Second topic, right. yeah. So, um, I got to pick this one. I'm really excited about it. I'm really wondering which way, which direction it's going to go, because with this topic, determinism, it can really go anywhere, you know, like, but it's going to go wherever it needs to go. Because it's determined to be so. <laughs> no. Uh, you piece of shit. <laughs> I think I broke Mike's brain this <laughs> You so. did. Uh, I was sitting in a parking lot waiting on a doctor and my mom to come out of a doctor's appointment and I was researching it and I just kept being like, How? what? Yeah. <laughs> what? And, uh, and you're going to continue watching this video because it's already been determined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you, when you stop it, it's already been determined that you're going to do that. Yeah. And so it was... Uh, yeah, man, it was weird, but if, uh, yeah, if you want to take us off, man, this is... Yeah, for sure. Uh, so determinism is is the Google definition, right? Because they're the gatekeeper of all that information now. Of course. Um, is doctrine that all events... It's, it's a, basically it's a philosophy, right? So it's a doctrine that all events, including human action, are ultimately determined by causes external to free will, quote-unquote, right? So... Um, and that is different in, in a subtle but very diff, uh, very, very real way from fatalism. So fatalism is basically destiny, right? right. So um, you have this path and you're only going to do this path no matter what. That's what fatalism is. But what determinism is, it stops. So determinism is everything up until this moment has been determined. And it does that for every moment going forward. And... And that I, I was having some some difficulty, kind of picking out the awesome aspects and the awful aspects of it because it's it's such a uh, mind fuck, you know. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I was at too. <laughs> and uh, it, and and it's hard to do that with with a, a philosophical topic as as big as this one, right? right? But I was able to do it. Um, my I, my awesome aspect of this was basically our choices do matter then, right? So it's not what most people take away from this topic as, well, what the fuck? Nothing matters. So why, why would I do anything? Why would I do anything at all? Well, because of that subtle distinction between fatalism and determinism is if you think everything is already going to be pathed out for you or you're going to, you're already going down a path that's, that's determined and that's your fate. Well, why do anything at all? I get it. I get. I understand that mindset. Right. But with determinism, up until this moment, it it, it, it you can your choices and your and the, your temperament and your mind and 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 the illusion of free will, whatever what have you, will put you in the in the next best spot for the next moment. You know. So yeah. it's like when you're when you're moving through space and time. You might not have any choice in the matter of what you're going to do next, right? But it, if if you're able to reason through and plan ahead, right, you're going to be able to put yourself in the next best moment for the, uh, throughout the day, if that makes right, sense. Right, because then, so to get to where you want to go, you're going to, if you wanted to be a realtor like Dan Hawks is. Yes. Uh, Call me. You had to make... You had to go to school. You had to. Mm -hmm. You had to 
get certified to be able to legally right. do it in the state of Nebraska. So your choices, choices quote, in the air quote, quote yeah. uh, were determined because at, I mean, I said it just kind of clicked for me. Because when I was reading this, and this is one thing I wanted to say for the episode, was that determinalism seemed to me like the optimistic version of fatalism. To where <laughs> yeah, fatalism yeah. is the yeah. pessimistic way to look. Like, yeah. look, nothing matters. You know, I'm just, every, what's going to happen? You know, God wills it. Yeah. And it's like, that's, it's just, when you, the tone of it is, is, is inherently negative. That's right. one thing that just from reading, I wasn't listening to videos. I was just reading. And it was just that, yeah, it just came off at like this negative tone to it that fatalism is the more negative because the more negative aspect of this is, is the more negative of the two thoughts. About the, it, yeah, the two branches. Yeah. yeah. And so with determinism, how you were talking about it, like now it's like, so it, being that it leads up to this moment, and now you, you, like, you kind of like, where you're going to go next, what you want to do with your life is going to be determined by something that's already happened before. By an internal state that's already going on in your brain. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that just kind of clicked for me when you said that. And I just wanted to, like, cause I was inherently coming into this episode, I was just really nervous because I was reading and I was like, I can't find anything awesome about this. I, mean, <laughs> I got a lot of awful. Of we oh, talk there's about. a lot. Yeah. And, uh, but that's just kind of, it's like, so it's, it's taking away, it's, I, I don't think it takes away from free will or free choice. I think it is a more, it's like a, a better definition because. You don't think it takes away from free will at all? No, because, we, we, so whatever it is that you want to do, you're going to then be determined to do it because you're going to have the choices to, like you're going to have that inside monologue or whatever. Like, if you have the will, there's the way, I'm not talking about free will, but the will inside of you, sure. then, like, either you're going to do everything, everything in your power to succeed, yeah. and then if you succeed, great, it was determined that you succeeded. But then if you do everything in your power and then you fail, well, you know, then it was determined that you fail. It's not a, a matter of, like, uh, you, ch you chose to fail. Sure. And it's, or you chose to succeed because no, everyone would choose to succeed, right? Uh, so I, I, I can't, this, it, not necessarily. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it just kind of, it just, yeah, it broke my goddamn brain. Yeah, it, it's it's designed to because your brain wants to think it's it's, it's the most important thing in the universe when like, really it's, it named itself. It's, it, it did, right? Yeah. yeah, so like your eyes are literally just little pieces of your brain looking at the universe and right. having your brain contemplate it. Um, how, so, but when you're talking about the whole free will thing and like, this is what I want to do. So, but I'm, and these are the determined steps I have to take to get to said place. Right. Right. So what choice do you have and what you want? I, think, I don't think, I don't think it's a choice to have a desire for what you want. So like, I want to be a writer. I've always wanted to be a writer. I have never known any other topic in my life, any other career path in my life to yeah. where that that's what I wanted to do. You know, I mean, I'm going to say, oh, I want to be a fireman when I grow up. But I mean, when it was actually starting to be a conscious decision of nine or 10 years old, 
I loved reading stories and I loved yeah. telling stories and I loved that. That's just that it's a it's a great feeling to tell a great story, and I just I always loved that. And so when it comes to like where free will comes into that, I just I don't see where it does because it's just something that I have always wanted to do, and I don't know if desire like what you desire is part of free will. I think I don't know what I don't know what it would be considered. I think what desire is is just a, uh, your brain's version of a dopamine drip. Right. Right. Okay. So it's just like, hey, you know, I like doing what this flesh body is doing. I'm going to reward this flesh body, so it'll do it again in the future. Right. That's. I mean, that's what it's what is going on physically, right? And, but somehow, it tricks itself into thinking that. It has a choice in the matter, yeah. right? That's the weird. That's the weirdest part with the with, with this topic for me is, is why is there an illusion of a self, of a, of a person, of somebody, of a looker behind, of, of a of a someone who's thinking the thoughts? There's no thinker. Right. The thoughts are just appearing out of the ether. Right. It goes back to my, my other podcast, The Mind of Dan, or whatever. Uh, Welcome to My Mind. Welcome to My Mind with Dan Hawks. You should look that up, too. Check that out on all yes. streaming platforms. All streaming platforms. But no, like, that's the first thing I ask all my guests, is where do thoughts come from? Right. And I honestly, I still haven't figured it out. Nobody's figured it out, right? But it from all that we can tell from thousands of years of texts, you know, is it just pops in and out of the ether of what your consciousness is. You can You can... So say like um, you're having a bad day, right. right? Or somebody just cuts you off in traffic. Well, that's that's a better one because everyone's been cut off in traffic. Um, you have that quick sudden urge to flip him off or yell at him or or, or or fear or whatever, right? All that is is your parasympathetic system turning on on and off your fight or flight system. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So having said that, though. If you pay attention to the thought or the feeling or the emotion that's coloring your brain in that one moment, because there is a, a consciousness or an awareness of being able to see what's going on inside your brain without um, without feeling it, right, or without without acting it out. Yeah. So, like, you can you can understand that you're angry, and all of a sudden the anger dissipates. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's crazy. That's, well, That's the craziest topic, part of this topic. Yeah, we were talking about that uh, earlier before we started this episode a couple days ago yesterday. How, oh, yeah. Like where negative thoughts come from and uh, how it has to do with. Yeah, because I had to send that to you yeah, via text. Yeah, via text message. You know, there's a note uh, app on your phone. <laughs> they, you can even dictate to it as well. You don't even have to type it out. Yeah, I wanted to get your brain reeling on it too, though. It did, so, but uh, so yeah. what you just said, uh, as someone I've taken, I've watched kind of how many psychology classes, and one of the things that I, to be a writer, it's kind of like being a full-time streamer. Like, you can't just start streaming and then expect to make a living off of it, you have to do other things. Right. Uh, one of my, so the other passions that I have are 
uh, psychology and communication. So that's why I'm going for speech language pathology and psychology mm. because I want to be able to help people and helping people understand their mind and their thought process and also help them communicate what they're thinking and feeling and being able to do that clearly is, I think, one of the most underrated things that's ever out there. Like people, we take communication for granted. Oh yeah, so much. I mean, there's just, it's, imagine being and able to bumps. Yeah, and, <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. But imagine you have a really bad headache and then all of a sudden you lose all of your left arm oh, and your right, your left, left leg and then you can look at me and you can express with your eyes that I can't move my arm, Mike. But then when you try to speak, it comes out. You had a stroke. Yeah. But you can't communicate to me that you had a stroke. You can't communicate any of the other thoughts and everything that you have in your mind because you've had a stroke. Now imagine that if that happens, it's gonna it's it's gonna totally ruin. It. I mean, it's gonna you're gonna understand all of a sudden, like oh my god. Being able just to have a simple conversation or say a sentence coherently was something that I never, well, I always took for granted. Holy shit, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so, sidebar. Well, you were talking. Sidebar. Yeah, that was a right. Uh, so that's what I'm going to school for. I'm taking a lot of psychology classes because I, one, they're fucking fascinating to find out how the human mind works. But what you just said about taking a look at yourself and knowing that you're angry that anger dissipates. So, in cognitive behavioral therapy, so when you're trying to change the behavior about what someone's doing, let's say you're uh, smoking, you're uh, just being a, a tyrant, or, you know, the children are, or you're neurotic, or you're anxious, or you're OCD, or whatever have you, but you can have CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, goes on your thought process, cognitive, you know, is your brain, and so let's say, oh my, you get really angry because someone spilled some water. So then you have to, the therapist will say, okay, now in that moment, why were you angry? Well, because the water spilled. No, you weren't angry because water spilled. It's water, you can dry it up. Yeah. Well, it spilled because of this, or it spilled because of X, Y, and Z. So understanding why you are thinking such things why your brain is colored in the way it's colored. Right. You know, like, it's going to help yeah. you know, understanding your thoughts and taking ownership mm -hmm. of them is one of the healthiest things that people can do. Yeah. So you can, like, I, I have for a long time battled with depression and suicide stuff, suicidal ideation and all that stuff. I mean, there was a time frame, Dan, where I was thinking about killing myself every day for, like, years because the other options were to, uh, that I was going to fail. And so it's like, all right, well, you know what's easier than, you know, actually trying? Dying. Let's just die. Let's just think about all the ways that we can die. And that way, I'll never fail anybody because I would have died before my prime. And they're like, oh, you know, Mike never got the chance to do what he wanted because he died so tragically. But knowing yeah. that, yeah. Uh, knowing why I'm thinking those things is, uh, is, like it's like, okay, yeah, that is not a good thought to have, that I want to die. No one wants to die. You have to uh, find out the reasons why you're thinking that way. Mm -hmm. And you have to find out why those thoughts are inside your mind and try to get to the base cause of that. Because if you can, 
then when you have those thoughts again, because you can't stop intrusive thoughts or negative thoughts or bad thoughts from happening. Because like you said, they just come from the ether. Right. Whether they're good, bad, or in between, mm-hmm. you're like, God, man, I just want to fucking cut that dude's head off. Like, like Niagara Falls is beautiful from the outside. Yeah. But if you're in the middle of Niagara Falls, it's a scary, scary place. Right, yeah. You know, like, and, and, and Niagara Falls is obviously your thoughts, yeah. the thought loop, the thought process. And, and if you get into one of those negative loops that just drown you, yeah. you're going to you know, constantly feed yourself it, negativity. And if you can't get out of that vortex of thoughts, yeah. it's it's proven fatal. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's worse than death for some people, honestly, because obviously they, they take death. Yeah. I mean, so, like, obviously what's going on in their brain is worse than death. So they choose right. the death option. And 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 that is... God, it's just so disturbing. And I think this might be the awful, awful, awful part. But well, we're, we're, it's still, yeah. I think, in the awesome part of it. Because we're, just, oh, yeah, we're, we're talking right, about yeah. these are negative things, but right. understanding why are you feeling the things that you're feeling or why the thoughts you have? And if you can tell yourself, like a lot of it is self-negativity. Man, I'm so fucking stupid because I didn't do the laundry right. Yeah. Or I didn't load the dishwasher. Or I forgot to put soap in the dishwasher. I'm a fucking moron. My life is going to end. Yeah. This is negative thinking. Mm -hmm. And if you can, you know, like more, uh, the main thing is like, would you, the way that you talk to yourself, would you ever talk to another human being like that? No way. You yeah. would get your ass kicked. Yeah, I would never yeah. call somebody else a fucking piece of shit yeah. because I hit my head. Fucking idiot. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. so understanding that, like, having that awareness of it is... I do have to make a caveat. Okay. I do call people bitches at the gym. Like, come on, bitch. Let's go, bitch. And I, and I do that to myself. <laughs> so I do have to say that. Well, I mean, that's this is the... Negative, like right. the way that you neg- negatively talk to yourself. Yeah, like where, like you, if somebody called me a bitch, or like if yeah. like you're legit, the intent of it, yeah. like the intent is to to like bring you down. Yeah. You know, like fuck you, Dan. What are you doing with your life? What the fuck? You could have made a better decision than that. What the fuck are you thinking? It's like yeah. I'm an overbearing parent. Yeah, you would never yeah. talk to somebody no way. that way. So understanding that, and understanding that, like man. Why would I? I would never allow someone to talk to me that way. Yeah. Then why do you do it to yourself? Yeah. And then that was what we were talking about. The determinism is of your thought process and taking ownership of your thoughts. Every single thought that enters your brain. Right. Yep. And then understanding them. So when you get cut off and you get angry, it's like, yeah, I mean, you have the right to be angry. Yeah, because you could have killed me, yeah. asshole. You could have died. Because yeah. a lot of anger comes from fear. Mm-hmm. And instead of being scared, like, oh my God. Like, it's, yo, you motherfucker. Like, I'm ready to whoop some ass. Yeah. 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 So I think, like, what that kind of, that part of that, that aspect of determinism, I think is, one, super healthy. Oh, yeah. And I also think is really awesome because if you have to take ownership of your thoughts, that's going to make you uh, be a better person. And you'll be less scared of your own brain. Yeah. You know, like, what I don't like... Um, about myself, really my former self, because I really don't do this much anymore. As I say, I try to be very cognizant of it, but avoid avoidance. Right. You know, I think it's a big problem for a lot of people is they go, oh, I don't like that thought. Oh, I'm a, maybe I shouldn't have thought that. Maybe I'm racist now. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like, 
or like, oh, why am I feeling a little bit of unease? You know, this this guy who who who, a bit, who looks sketchy, like, oh, do I just do a racism now? It's not really, or, or whatever. You know, it's not, I'm not saying, uh, I'm not giving a racist an out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I am saying it's like, hey, you know, let's figure out why I'm nervous right now. It's not because he's black, brown, white, you know, stagnant, what, whatever, right? right. Yeah, no, I so it's, it's not that. It's like, hey, I, it's midnight. I'm out right now, and it's and there's a group of people over there that you don't know are, if they're armed or not. Yeah. So, of course, you're going to be nervous in that situation. But, and so, then also, having that thought is self-preservation. Exactly. Yeah. And so when people get upset that, like, oh, my God, I thought about, so I'm going to do it right now for you, Dan. The N-word. What just popped in your brain? Yeah, yeah. South Park. The, the real word. No, just, uh, South Park with <laughs> Randy Marsh. Uh, I haven't seen South Park for years. But like, it was a year ago. Yeah. So yeah. you can't be, you can't feel bad because like, I, you know, when people say that on like news, the, the news, like, and then he said the N word. Okay, so when you're doing that, you're making. Yeah, there's a great comedian who has a bit about this. Like, you're making me say the word inside my mind. Yeah. yeah. And it's like. Yeah, that's racist to say the word and to mean it and to be hurtful with it's it. The intent of it. Yeah, right? the intent of using it. Yeah. I mean, even just I think using it is just because I, I know I'm a big proponent of free speech, but like guys, come on, we if we if we can't even say the n word, if we have to say the n word instead of saying the actual word that we're describing, it's avoid. It goes right back to avoidance. Yeah. yeah. So it's it just, gives that word more power than it needs. Right. But. Uh, damn, fucking tangents. Losing my, losing my train of thought. But so, the, how having those thoughts doesn't make you a bad person because everyone does. Right. It's, every single person does. So, yeah, I, come around full circle. Full yeah. circle. <laughs> <laughs> to, to not even just like, uh, not even racist thoughts, which is really, let's talk about just like, like, uh, Thoughts about other people. Yeah. You know, like, oh my God, that person is so attractive. Like, yeah, I guarantee you, when you're going to the gym, there's at least three women there that are like, her girl, hey boy, hey. But they're not. Especially when I was doing squats today. Yeah. Ooh, like, ooh, give me that piece of that cake. Yeah. <laughs> thick boy out here. It's thick boy nation, son. <laughs> uh, but, so, I mean, everyone has those thoughts, so you can't hold yourself, or you have, can't. I bet you that girl who thought that about me didn't call herself a whore. Right. Yeah. 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 And then, and that person, like, uh, just because you have those thoughts doesn't make you a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just the your intent on those thoughts yeah. and how you act on and, them, and, and the behavior behavior towards those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And if you avoid them, it just gives them more power, right. which in turn makes you scared of them, which makes you want to avoid them even more. Right. So when you have them, yeah. you start blaming yourself. Yeah. And then you start feeling negative about yourself, and you start, and, and it's just, dude, it's a fucking vicious circle, man. It really just is, because it just constantly goes on and on and on, and then until somebody stops you and says, "Man, would you say that to another living person?" No, I wouldn't. Would you allow that to be said to you by another person? No, I would be really upset about that. Then why on God's green earth would you say that about yourself? Yeah, and it's like, 
Oh, basically have a dumpster fire inside your brain. Yeah. <laughs> it's an unchecked dumpster fire. It's basically Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> you have a thousand yeah. different anonymous comments that are just trying to tear you apart. But those right. anonymous comments are really just you. Yeah. And and then they're coming out of the ether. And and if you just observe observe them, non dispassionately, just hey, these are my thoughts, they're not me. You know? Right. Like you can step out of the waterfall that is your thoughts and when you do that when you're able to observe them and it's come from my meditation practice because i've been uh uh doing this shit for every day 10 minutes a day for since october so whatever that is it's almost four months right right so um and it has 180 degree turned my life around like from like mental anguish to like just where like I there's just a goddamn hurricane going on in my brain at all times 24 7 even when i'm trying to sleep to where if i just step out like watching a tornado in the distance you know and it's like and then you're just like kind of like oh okay i kind of describe it as like if you're in the middle of a thunderstorm and you see a break in the clouds the break that what's behind those clouds is blue sky whether those clouds are there or not the blue sky is it's always there and if you find that break in the clouds go for it you know like just get the fuck out of that 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 torment that you're causing yourself you know and and having i mean i don't know where i was going with that but um talking about your meditation yeah Yeah, I don't. I don't think I had a point with that, but I mean, um, it, it, I guess it was determined that you didn't have a point. Yeah, right. It was, yeah. <laughs> ah, there it is, pulling it all back. But talking about that, another random tangent here. But uh, we live here in Omaha, Nebraska. It's been kind of shitty in the weather department for the last few months, uh, with a few nice days sprinkled in. But the other day, finally, these last two days have been nice and sunny, and the, I think it was yesterday, it was when the nice weather started, or the day before, whatever. But I was on my patio, and it was like early in the morning, and I had just taken my dog out, and then I went out on the patio to have a cigarette. And I, when I took my dog out, it was fucking sleeting. And it was snow, and I was like, I'm just, I'm done with it. Like, I need sunshine, and fucking rainbows, and unicorns, and I just need it to be warm right now. And I, I was just like, I was fucking over it. I was over with the weather. And then I go into my bat- my patio, which is, <clears throat> I have an apartment where he goes out in the front, and then our patio is on the back side of this building. And I go out on the back side, and I look up, and there's fucking blue, there. I can see blue skies coming in the, from the distance. The clouds had break. The clouds broke, and the storm was passing, and we have, we've had 50 degree weather, like, these last two days. But that feeling of feeling like shit because it was shitty outside to stepping out and then I looked up and the first thing I saw was this streak of blue sky because the clouds had broke for a second. Yep. Just was like, oh, I, I literally felt tension leave my body to where I was like, thank God. Like, I don't care if this blue sky lasts for 10 minutes or it lasts all day. Just being able to see that right now has made my day better. Yep. And 
when you're talking about meditating and finding that break in the clouds, the known and seeing the blue sky, and then you have to realize that it's always there. It's just, it's cloudy right now. But yeah, that just, oh God, it made me feel so goddamn good. I mean, it's it, uh, like a uh, morphine drip, honestly. It's like, it just like gives you a hug, you know, if you just allow it to, right. you know, and it's, I don't know, I'm just still trying to figure out where I was going with that, uh, because <coughs> I feel like I had a pretty decent point. But what were we talking about before that? It was about like, uh. The thought loops and the thought patterns. Um, so maybe how the meditation is giving you a chance to break those thought loops? It's helping me understand that everything is already present. Right. You don't need anything more than this present moment. And you don't need to derive meaning, at, meaning out, of the, out of your life for whatever future plans you hold. If, if you're able to, you can derive as much meaning out of any moment in time to where you don't need future or past meaning to enjoy the present. And, and having said that, I think that everybody in the world should do at least 10 minutes a day. <laughs> I really want to start and I want to get how you meditate, like what's your process to start it? Oh, I have a uh, whole morning routine. So basically, um, I I use Sam Harris's uh, waking up app. Okay. So it's a he has a daily meditation every day, and he actually has a whole thing on on free will, which is actually what was the inspiration of uh, picking this topic today. But um, anyways, and a whole other tangent is I think human beings are just. Um, we're biological processes layered on top of each other, right? And we somehow use the perception of the the illusion of free will by because we can make choices between the different thoughts that we don't even know where they came from. Uh, <laughs> like with the whole movie experiment, right? Uh, um, yeah. So I think that we are just habits on top of each other, right? So all, all day long. And you... And the better your habits, the better your life is. Okay. So I, I structured my whole morning to wake up. I obviously, if I don't wake up, it's I got bigger problems on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> but then I uh, I wake up, kind of like get my body all all warmed up. So I usually wake up with like tight lower back because I'm getting old. And then uh, I get up, kind of loosen my body up, and then immediately I go right over to my cushion over next to my bed. And turn on the app and sit down and, and meditate for 10 minutes just to like wake my brain up. Kind of charge me up a little bit. <coughs> and then um, I journal. I reflect on the, on, yes, on the day before. That's the key to shit. Yeah. Ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I, I, I reflect on the day before and then plan my day out that right then and there. So And then after I, I, I do my journaling and plan my day out, I mark my calendar of, of what I did, if anything like significant happened that day. Of the day before after my reflections and then I go and clean the ki uh, kitty litter and then I, I start my work day so okay. I mean and it's like and that's how I was able to you know I stuck meditation in, in between all that so I, I made it a part of my routine of a of a bigger habit to where if I don't get each and any each and every single one of these individual parts of my routine in mm -hmm. 
something's off that morning. I know, you know? exactly how you yeah. feel. Uh, how that, what you're describing. I'm tangent here, but I want to know about your meditation, actually, like how you do it. Oh, okay. But when I go to bed, uh, I take care of my mom, uh, you know, make sure she has all of her medicine and give her her insulin shot and talk about just make sure that, you know, she's ready to go and then take the dog out. Once I take the dog back in, I brush my teeth and I got some uh, skins, a skin routine that I have to go through. And then, uh, you know, brush my teeth and then mouthwash and then lay down, start trying to go to sleep. If it's like four o'clock in the morning, like, like on New Year's Eve, we're up until like three o'clock in the morning. And I went, I just tried to go to bed. Like, I took the dog out, and then I was like, man, I'm so goddamn tired. I just want to go to sleep. I don't want to brush my teeth. I don't want to do anything. Yep. I sat there for, like, five minutes, and I just had this, like, what the fuck? Yeah, something's what, off. What? Yeah. This was, and I was like, oh, God, God damn it. Yeah. And so I got up, and then my dog, Bear, was like, bro, I thought we were sleeping. What yeah. are we doing? Yeah, your dog was already out cold. <laughs> yeah, and I was yeah. like, all right, just chill. And I went and I brushed my teeth real quick, and then I did my skin routine. I probably didn't do it half as good as I should have, but it was just one of those things. It was like I fucking I have to do this. Yeah. Like if I have to do if there's one thing out of this routine that I have to do, I have to brush my teeth. Yep. And that's kind of one thing that this made me think of something that uh, anything worth doing is worth half-assing. You think about that. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I don't half-ass anything, Mike. I hold, I hold oh, yeah. shit. Uh, oh, think about this. Let's say you can't take a shower because you're so goddamn depressed that the thought of moving and getting naked and taking a shower is just too goddamn exhausting. Okay, well, go in and wash your face. Wash your face. Yeah. Uh, let's say you can't stand the thought of brushing your teeth for the full two minutes. Brush it for 30 seconds. Yep. Because anything, you can't, anything is better than not doing it. And then you can slowly add to that. Mm. So like, okay, so I brushed for 30 seconds yesterday. I'm going to try to brush for 35. And then it's like, oh, well, yeah, we'll go. I can go for longer. And then instead of like just washing your face, maybe take your shirt off, wash your body. You know, I mean, just do like a quick little sink bath you know i mean it's yeah. just anything is better than not just it's just sitting there yeah and that's one thing that's really gotten me through my depression uh i mean depression you, you can't, there's no cure there's no getting over it it's an up and down uh you're gonna have great days you're gonna have bad days and then you're gonna have abysmal days and those abysmal days can turn into a week yeah because uh, damn there's times when i haven't showered for close to 10 days because I just fucking couldn't. Yeah. And then I heard half acid. So I got to the point, I was like, all right, man, I got to shower. I got, I can't shower. I just, oh, I'm so fucking tired. And then, well, I had to go to the bathroom. Then I even take off my pants, go to the bathroom, or the down on my feet. I'm like, well, they're on my feet right now. I'll just take them off. I'm like, okay, well, I got my pants off. Might as well, you know, wash the bits that I can right, right. now. And I was like, well, I don't want to get my shirt wet. So I took my shirt out. And I'm like, oh, I'm, the only thing I need now is water. Yeah. And then I'd be taking a shower. So I was like, I just might as well take a fucking shower. And then I was in the shower and I realized, like, holy shit, it worked. 
<laughs> like my half assing got me to whole acid. Yeah. And uh, I just, I think that's something that I think everyone needs to hear because people think, well, if I can't do it, I can't do it right. Why do you even do it at all? No, you can do it half like you can, right. You can just do go to the gym and do one push up and go home. Yeah. As long as you went to the gym, more than likely the rest of the rest of your momentum will push you into a better workout than just one push up. Yeah. Like you're already here. I got my fucking shoes on. I'm not gonna do one push up. Right. You know? Like fuck. I'll break a sweat. And then all of a sudden you're breaking a sweat and then you're just fucking getting into it. All of a sudden, the endorphins hit. Yeah. And now you're in the middle of your workout, and you're fucking swollen, and you're just fucking getting after it. You're like, fuck, I really had that that thought, right? I call it my little bitch detector. Yeah. I know it goes off all the time like a fucking siren in my brain when, I'm, when I just want to fucking quit. <laughs> like today during legs. <laughs> <laughs> my little bitch detector was going off like crazy. But, <laughs> but it's yeah. heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> yeah. There's too many people here. Maybe I should just... The squat rack's been taken up this entire time. I don't even deserve to live. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, man. But no, yeah, anyways. Um, so yeah, that uh, when that little bitch detector goes off, it's like, hey, well, sound the alarm. Yeah. You know? And then when, you, and when you're able to observe it, yeah. it goes away. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'll just keep fucking going, you know? Right. So. I think we, there was a, a regular, another thing we wanted to talk about, but I can't remember. Oh, yeah, there, I have another uh, awesome aspect of, of determinism, which is um, something that Sam Harris brought up, which is a whole new outlook on compassion and forgiveness. Okay. So, basically, like, uh, this is actually straight out of Sam Harris' mouth. He was like, take Saddam Hussein's son. Remember that good that guy? He was like, he got painted as the epitome of evil. Right. Yeah. He would go to like uh, uh, weddings and kill the husband and rape the wife, like do some really awful shit. Holy shit. Yeah, like he was, yeah, he would take people to death camps and just, yeah, so he was awful, right? But now picture him as a four year old child. He's the son of Saddam Hussein, one of the worst people in, in, in humans, human history, right? Right. And. Now you feel sorry for him, you know, and when you're able to like reframe somebody's actions, right, as not wholly their fault, you know, like, fuck, this guy was raised by a psychopath and no shit, he became a psychopath. It doesn't, it doesn't, you don't have to fucking be a neuroscientist to realize that, hey, when a psychopath raises another psychopath, what <laughs> two plus two equals four, man? You know, and so it's like when you take personal responsibility and and and, and causal reactions out of the equation, you go, "Fuck, I feel bad for that guy now." You know, it's yeah. like you could have a uh, another Sam Harris ex- example is uh, you could have a grizzly bear uh, running at you or, or chasing you through a park, or you can have a guy with a, a, a with a, a man with an axe chasing you through the park. You're gonna have it's this. You're gonna die from both of them. But you would blame the man for his actions and not the bear. So why does the man have uh, a, a choice in the matter, but the bear doesn't? You know, it's like so. Like that's that's the way you're able to uh, 
illustrate compassion. I mean, you, we would still need a penal system, yeah. right? We would still need deterrence from this happening. I'm not saying, hey, you know, we don't fucking need laws anymore because people are just deterministic. Yeah. I mean, if you had deterrence, <laughs> you know, like, there'd be there, there if it was okay to murder people, there'd be seeing a whole fucking shit ton of murders. You know, like you get you, but like we still need this stuff, but not to the degree to where it's at. You know, so you can't be throwing people in cages because of pot. You know, like you need to throw people in cages. You need to throw that axe murderer in, in a cage because he can't control himself and he's a menace to society. Right. So, but I I just think it's I, I just thought that was a really cool aspect of of determinism. It's like it, it would if it was accepted by everybody. If everybody just thought about it logically and just accepted it, without you know needing to feel special in this universe that like you get to choose your own life, I think we would have a, a magnitude of ten times better society. Right. Just because of the penal system alone. I think the penal system is one of the biggest things, to, the biggest threat to uh, our well-being. Uh, yeah. Because. The American penal system is by far the absolute barbaric. Yeah, it's it is slavery. Mm -hmm. uh, they wrote in the Thirteenth Amendment that no person shall be here to. Like, I used to have it memorized. Cruel and unusual punishment, right? No, no, no one can. Their slavery is no longer. Uh, no one. There are no slaves except for those who have been convicted of a crime. Mm. So guess. What black people then became? They went from criminals. being slaves to criminals. Yep. And then we have black codes and Jim Crow, and Shit. them murdering black people. Anyway, that's I. Oh man, like me and my friend, we have talked for I think years about this, about how just how how fucked. Everything is like because, uh, you know, the great band Rage Against the Machine said it best. Uh, those that would join forces are also the ones that burn crosses. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing here, uh, but yeah, like in the South, when the KKK was in its heyday, guess who belonged to the KKK? A good majority of them were police officers. Yeah, and so that's one of the reasons why. There's so much, there's such a prevalence of racism throughout. Not saying every police department, but the majority of police departments, yeah. it's a racist institution. Mm. And again, not everyone, but a lot of. Uh, it's a, a deterministic thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, kind of. If you think about it, you know, if you want to go like. All the way back to you know whatever that is the sixteen ninety six project or whatever that is uh, where America was born on slavery or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like one of the hot new books that Republicans hate and liberal and liberals fucking tout. So I think it's somewhere in the middle. But I think there's kernels of truth in it which shouldn't be held as doctrine. Either way, um, well that's one thing that uh, so that's a that's another awesome awful topic. I think that would be a great one. Uh, but one thing that I wanted to talk about with the awesome aspect that I had for this was uh, one, I found some really awesome quotes, a really awesome quote. It was by this poet who I'm going to butcher his last name, uh, Omar Khayyam, I believe. But uh, he wrote about it. 
I can't remember when he was a poet, but his if this came to me and it just fucking kind of hit different. Was and the first morning of creation wrote what the last dawn of reckoning shall read. And I was That's like, I was like, ooh, explain that. Uh, well, because it was the it was explaining determinism to me okay. that everything like everything up to this moment has been determined by something in the past. Right. So what this guy was, what I'm thinking, what he was saying, thinking when he was writing this, thinking with his thoughts, uh, was that, you know, at the dawn of time, dawn of creation, Big Bang, wrote what the end of time will be. So, like, how the world will end, or how the universe, the universe began with the Big Bang. Is it all? Supposedly. Yes, it was. I want to believe those scientists. Yeah, the NASA cucks. Yeah. Out there trying to make believe that aliens aren't real. Space is fake, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you ever come across a flat earther, and, like, or, like, or someone that says, like, we never went to the moon, you believe in the moon, and then walk away. They, they, their they mind will, would break. They could be like, this fucking idiot. Wait, I fucking see it. Like, do you? Do you? I mean, how do you know it's not there? Yeah, but you don't see the projector in the back. Yeah. Just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you can see the projector if your mind is right. Right. Uh, so that's something that I just, I think that what he was trying to say was it's the end-all, be-all statement of determinism. What happened determines what will happen. What happened is what it's like what happened in the beginning, or what happened in the end. Yeah, uh, you've heard of the theory of everything, right? Oh, uh, yes, but I'm not 100 percent not really. Yeah, so that's been like that was like one of Stephen Hawking's yeah biggest uh, goals he ever wanted to accomplish was figure out the theory of everything, which is basically like Einstein's equations of relativity, but for everything, right? They want to they want to be able to narrow down the universe to one beautiful line of equation. To ha that happens from everything. So okay, that is... Nerds. Right, yeah. It's... <laughs> fucking nerds. But, um... They... Have you ever heard of uh, the game theory of everything? Well, I mean, <laughs> you, you know Lex Friedman, though, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. He's that Russian he's, guy. Yeah, who's who, who, on Joe Rogan all the time, yeah. So he, he was talking about this on, on Rogan. About how, like... They set... We are now two, officially two for two of Dan mentioning Joe Rogan. <laughs> It'll be every single episode. Or every single topic. Damn, we uh, were so close. We're almost we're, done with we're this We're almost episode. done with this one. And I just had to throw <laughs> Rogan. Shoot, it in at the <laughs> Son of a bitch. The son of a bitch. <laughs> we are going to have a, a running tally. Let's, let's see how many episodes in a row I can get this. Here's another. Yeah. <laughs> it's just to... Check. Just, Sorry. Anyways, so, Lex Friedman. Lex Friedman. He, uh, he talks about how... Um, like a game of have you ever played Go? I do. I downloaded an app and I tried to play it one time and I was like, "This is too much." For it's me. pretty complex, right? Yeah. And but it's super simple rules. So it's like you have uh, what they did is they they said uh, they say they set a rule of like I can't even think of it off the top of my head now. But if if A then B, right? So just a rule sim as simple as that. And they set that rule in play on like a 50 
thousand different squares. Once they set the rule in play for all these different squares, it starts lighting up with all this activity. So if you look at all the activity, try and measure each activity all at once, it, or, you know, it's like, oh, well, it created like a, a geometric shape over here, and, and, and it looks like it's moving over here. It's all because of this one simple rule. And that's what they want. That's what these uh, physicists or scientists or whoever these fucking people are want to, want to figure out that one simple rule that just makes everything go. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So it's like, like, what was the reason for the Big Bang? What was that one moment? What's that one rule that caused everything? Right. Oh, man. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. So they try and, like, yeah. Boil it all down. Boil it all down to one simple thing. Okay. Yeah. One of the other things that this automatically made me think of was this high fantasy series by the great author of named Brandon Sanderson. And uh, if you haven't read it, uh, I'm going to warn you right now, it's supposed to be 10 books. Each book's like a thousand pages long. It's phenomenal writing, and I am beyond hooked into it. Like mm -hmm. I've got, it's got its hooks and teeth into me. I've read each book like four times, except for the newest one. I've only read that once. Shame on me. But fucking nerd. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they have this these uh, this oath and part of this oath in this book that Brandon Sanderson wrote, uh, one of it was is journey before destination. And that's what I kinda of know why I was writing about determinism and I was reading a whole bunch of stuff and how what you know, everything's determined from the previous action and how you know it's just it's always going to be determined what's going to happen next yeah like it made me think that like oh okay i, I can kind of connect those two i don't know why but that just popped into my head of journey before destination this determinism aspect of everything is determined by what happened before us and you were talking about how meditation helps you remain in the present and if determin is, determinism is behind us to determine the, what's going to happen next, then people are like, well, then why do I need to do anything? Because to get from A to B is the journey. And if you you're missed, at B right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch, Dan. You son of a bitch. That's why I love this topic. But I don't know. It just it, I don't, it just clicked to me. You're at B right now. You're heading towards C. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's the journey that I want people to I don't know to take away from it is that it, yeah each moment might be or each thing that happens might be determined already, but the space between those moments of like when you I don't and you've heard, I'm not talking. Does determinism go down to the very nitty-gritty to, like, the each nanosecond? Or is it, like, the big moments of your life? Like, graduating college, us having this podcast? Is it, or is it, like, broad, broad term? I think there's multiple levels of thought or uh, degree of separation there. Because there's what they call hard determinism, 
Where, oh, where it's just Mother Mary and Joseph. That is basically fatalism. Yeah. Right? Where it's yeah. like, if you're able to do that, like, down to the molecule, yeah. you know, like, there is proven randomness in this universe, right? So, like, due to quantum physics and all that, yeah. like, I, I barely scratched the surface of knowing my, what, my way around that, so I'm not even going to talk about that. But, uh, I, uh, so then there's the hard hard determinists, and then there's what I call like a free will fucking uh, free will determinist hybrid. Right. That's kind of where I sit sit in this whole topic is I think right <laughs> that we're supposed to be choosing the best choice for you. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. So it's like. Like it goes back to that movie experiment. We'll we'll do the movie experiment real quick. Uh, so, pick a movie. Cowboy Boy. Because you picked it last time. <laughs> okay. Uh, it doesn't matter. Just okay. pick it in your head. Google. Okay. Okay. Do you how many do you have? How many how many different movies were in your head before you picked it? Two. Okay. Why did you? Was it only two? Well, because my brain was like, oh fuck, and then. Uh, I thought of Cowboy Boy because I picked it last time, and then I thought, no, I should pick something else. And this looks like what's on Dan's television, the screensaver, looks like Grease or something, and it made me think of Gladiator. So, so did you really choose Gladiator? I have no idea. Yeah. So really, the movie experiment just comes down to you have two different categories to choose from. Known and unknown. Right? Yeah, the known and unknown. And you, and from the known, you sometimes, you know, in your case, is only one or two. With me, I usually, like, there's several that pop up, like, 10 or 15. If I thought then, about it more, then I could get right, it. Right, yeah, yeah. I was just trying to be the quickest I could. But even when those 10 or 15 or 2 or 4 yeah. come up, it doesn't... Who? Where's the choosing in between, even from there? Right. There's no choice in the matter. You don't, like... There's no picking which one you're going to choose. Even if you go, well, fuck free will, I'm picking the other one. Yeah. You didn't choose. You didn't choose to do that either. <laughs> I did though. Did you? I, I because mean, that was gonna happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> See, this is where I just, it just gets to me. Where I'm just like, God, I don't know. I don't think you need free will. You know, but I think what you need is the overall mindset of being a better person right. than yesterday. If you just keep the mantra day in and day out, I'm going to be better than yesterday. You're going to be better than yesterday. Whether or not you get to choose your thoughts or not, or choose your actions or not, if you're able to just keep that goal in mind with every single action you do, you'll be fine. I mean, that's how I kind of live my life, but... You know, the way that I would recommend our seven listeners to... Uh, I think we got nine. Nine? Yeah. Nice. Ooh, dope. I showed it or shared it with like everyone. Mm -hmm. Like so like all six people in my friend group and then my mom and I listened to it. Uh, but uh what to take away from this is be good to people, be good to yourself, and then try your best. You know what? I think we're gonna end on that.